What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. K.K. Hammond is a singer-songwriter, slide guitarist, living in the UK countryside in a place called Buckinghamshire. It's there where she works with horses by day and hones her skill, working on her gritty vibe of the swamp and old Appalachia. Influenced by 1930s Delta Blues and channeling some of the greats such as Robert Johnson, Sunhouse, Charlie Patton, and Leadbelly. Chris joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about her love of Delta Blues, a new album due out early next year called Delta Roll Blues. Hi Chris, welcome to the podcast. Hi Greg, thank you so much for having me on. Hey, glad to talk to you. You are across the pond as they say right in um what what part of what part of europe are you in that's right i'm um i'm in england so i'm not too far from london i'm about 30 miles from london as the crow flies yeah um i'm i'm way out in the sticks in a county called buckinghamshire and uh yeah i live very remotely on a on a farm tucked away in the woods so yeah I, i do enjoy the the country living is that uh did you grow up that way is this a a newer 
a newer place of residence for you? No, it's, um, it's a funny old thing. I'm a I'm a London girl originally. I okay. was born and bred in London. Um, but my uh, mother is French and she comes from a farming background. So mm. I think we've always just ended up drawn back to the countryside. And I'm not someone who really gets on with the city so much. I mm. find it really stressful. And yeah. I just love to see wilderness and just nothing and no people. That suits <laughs> me as well. Yeah, I'm a total yeah, that's cool. How long have you been there where you are now? I've been out here about 10 years. Okay. Um, so, yeah, quite a while now. I've definitely settled into uh, the country life. I mean, when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time in the country. And it just I, I just always knew it was on my cards for the future. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And I can't imagine ever ending up in a city again. I really hope not. I'm not cut for it, I don't think. <laughs> And this is a this is a place that you you live by yourself. Do you have uh, people that live with you, uh, uh, neighbors, is, or is it truly way out? There, there, there are neighbors, but they are. There's a couple of houses down here in the valley where we live, um, and they're like a fair distance away. So there's only two other houses down here, wow. and we do um, we do we are friendly, so that's good. That's helpful, yeah. you know. If, if someone has a, a sure. problem, and there are problems down here, you do end up, you know, stuck in snow and stuff like that occurs. So uh, to have a neighbor with a tractor or the like is pretty pretty handy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so music for you started when? When did when did you catch the music bug? I think um, when I when I was a kid, my dad used to play flamenco guitar for me. He had a real passion for mm. Spanish guitar, mm. and um, I always used to watch and think, "Oh, you know, I, I really like you know that sort of music." Um, I feel it's very emotive and um, it's full of passion, that sort of music. And I think really and truly, uh, that was my uh, gateway into taking an interest in guitar. Because I guess, you know, your dad lets you play with the guitar right. and right. Um, he showed me one or two bits and pieces. And I, and I always felt a draw to the guitar. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I started playing with uh, metal bands. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. so that was sort of, uh, really the genre where I got started. And I guess, um, w as the passage of time went on, I started, uh, calming down a little bit cause it was pretty heavy, hardcore metal I was into. So with the passage of time, I started, um, getting into a bit more of a sedate pace of music <laughs> and that saw me, um, slide into more, it started with folk and bluegrass actually. I quite sort oh, of enjoyed cool. and yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I've always loved blues. One of my childhood best mates was, um, he was a big, big blues fan. And he loved all uh, the early roots blues. And he always used to tell me about it and, and play it to me. And also the more of the, the sort of uh, the 60s stuff, you know, mm -hmm. Hendrix and mm -hmm. the Doors and Zeppelin and the Stones. So um, that's always been with me somewhere, uh, a, a love for roots music, you know. Where did and, the bluegrass uh, come in for you? Uh, that was sort of towards the end where, I mean, you play so much heavy metal, you think, you know what, I really need, I need a break, I need to chill out. <laughs> yeah. And um, I've just always sort of had bluegrass, has always been on my rotor for music I listen to. And uh, me and a couple of friends just did a few um, interesting covers of old uh, folk songs. And I think, like, there's just been so many elements that have led me there. Like, yeah. I've always loved horror films and murder ballads. 
and obviously sort of the darker folk music mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the old blues has a, a lot of mystique and and folklore and legend surrounding it so i think there were multiple parts in that that le- ended me up in a in a sort of blues um uh genre specifically mm-hmm. i really do feel that's my my area and everything i listen to now really is old roots blues it's mm. just what's always in my mind and what i really enjoy listening to so yeah i think that's how i got here how long have you been playing this style of music i picked up a slide guitar about six years ago mm. i'm not even sure what what the um instigator was i guess watching all my favorite bluesmen i was like mm. yeah you know that would be kind of a an interesting style of guitar to 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 take up so um i started taking i started playing slide and i thought i really enjoy this like there's i i can see myself um never playing standard tuning again this is just really mm. something mm. that resonates with me excuse mm. the pun it um, you know very much was a style that i find is is pretty easy slide and i, I feel it's a style you can just play with a lot of uh, feel you can for- blank your mind forget about what you're doing and just play that guitar, you know, yeah. with totally from the soul. And I think that's, um, that's why I got there anyway with the slide guitar and na- yeah, literally none of my guitars are in standard tuning anymore. It's all, all open wow. tunings and slide. Yeah. That's cool. What about the songwriting piece? When did that kick in for you? I think I've, you know, I've always been a songwriter. I've always been someone who's enjoyed to like write lyrics and put those lyrics to music um obviously i think i pl- probably played guitar the slide guitar for about six months and i guess i followed the usual path of doing a few covers and whatnot but then playing this playing this guitar gave me um a route to find a lot of music tucked away in this guitar a lot of little hooks and riffs and i thought oh you know that would be um something interesting to write a little song around and then it, essentially a um a little lyric would pop into my head, mm-hmm. maybe just like a couple of words sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'd say, oh, you know, I'm going to write a whole song surrounding that that premise, that vibe, or uh, that story. So I think it's always quite a, um organic process for me. I don't have a, a structure or a plan. I just wait for the music to, mm-hmm. to hit me in for mm-hmm. inspiration, inspirational thought or uh, idea or hook to just hit me, and it just all kind of un unfolds from mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. Uh, we talked earlier about you know where you live and being out in the countryside it, are, you, are you able to still get out and play do you is that part of what you enjoy doing is being in front of folks and sharing your music i have to say my um absolute passion is the songwriting and the recording mm-hmm. and um, i've set myself up a little home studio mm. so yeah my, my, the favorite thing for me to do is to sit around and um, pick a guitar and think of some new um, some new tracks really you know that's what I enjoy that's my my passion in life when it comes to playing live it's not something I really enjoy anymore I did mm. it I used to do it with my metal bands and I'm not the biggest fan of uh, having all eyes on me you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer to, to to not have all eyes on me and I think <laughs> there's a confidence issue as well yeah. I think I feel very much that it's something you need to kind of want because I don't want to put on a bad show because I feel like a, 
I'm like rocking my hermit vibes vibes that day. You know, I, I want to really give people a good show. So uh -huh. I'm sure I'll get there. I'm sure the inspiration will maybe one day grab me and I'll do a little bit more live stuff. But for now, I'm really enjoying the writing. And it's, it's quite a slow process for me. So mm -hmm. it took me a couple of years to do my album, which is coming out soon. Um, so it's, you know, I, I don't tend to sit down and like hash out an album in a, in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So I do like to take my time and, and, and think about it. And, uh, the more time I spend in the studio, the happier I am. Mm -hmm. So really that's, the, um, that's the path I'm trying to follow. Cause you've got to love what you do. I think. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the album death roll blues. And I think I read where you anticipate March as the release of that. That's right, March yeah. 31st. Okay. Yeah. Is this your first album with this style of music? It is indeed, okay. yeah. Everything I've released previously has been singles, so this is my first album. I'm very, very excited about it. Okay. And are, are the previous singles going to be on this album, or, or is this all totally new music? No. Yeah, it's all fresh stuff. I, I mean, people have been so good to me, and uh, I've had so much amazing support with the singles, so I didn't really want people to give me all that support and then get an album which was predictable. So mm -hmm. that's why I took a little <laughs> bit of extra time. You know, I, I just really wanted to say thank you to all the people who have followed me and supported me and, and to be able to tell them, here's nine brand new songs that you've never you never yeah. heard before. So. Wow, that's cool. Where, where did the name... The Curse of K.K. Hammond come from uh, as, as uh, your you know what, stage um, name? I'm, I'm often asked that, and I think I really need to come up with a great story for this. But <laughs> as so, so far, we don't have I'm not one. <laughs> no, as so far as I know, I'm not cursed. I just borrowed from the, the, the early roots music legend. Yeah. And there's a lot of fun folklore, and I thought, oh, you know, that would be, there's a lot of, uh, old silly stories about uh, deals with the devil and, and crossroads and stuff like that, and it just it just felt like a fun name. I thought that would have uh, a little bit of uh, commercial appeal, I sure, guess. But yeah. I need to work on that, Greg. I need to come up with a story about how uh, some demon at a crossroads sold me something. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, exactly. It, it, it helps. It helps with the narrative. It you know it, it fits with the whole. Uh, theme of your 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 interest in in horror films and living in the in the murky forest out somewhere in the <laughs> way yeah. out you know and yeah why not <laughs> i mean i tell you what every time i take a guitar out and i leave the case on the floor and i mean this is unwavering i always cut my foot on the case <laughs> oh, no. i think that could be my curse right. yeah, I've, yeah my feet are covered with scars now and i think why do I leave guitar cases on the floor open? I've got to stop doing this. But as so far, I think let's go with that. That's the curse of KK. I, keep, uh, I <laughs> the, keep cutting my feet the on the case. guitar case. Right, yeah. Maybe there's That's a song it. in that. <laughs> uh, there could well be, couldn't there? I'll have to dig deep. <laughs> So I found it interesting that you have this kind of um, dark or murky side or style to your music, and and yet you, one of the other things you enjoy doing is working with horses. Uh, they're they're often yeah. you know, they're often so peaceful, and and um, you know it just seems like such an interesting uh, polar opposites almost of of two different two different passions. Well, you know, I have to say, horses are very interesting people. You know, they've got a, a lot going on in their heads and they speak a certain language. And I think that a lot of people own them, but they don't actually 
know how to communicate with them and mm. they're just such willing creatures i do a lot of remedial work i help people who have problem horses and really the all these animals want to do is please mm. um they're just they're such great um companions and i feel they're grossly misunderstood you know i think there's people who who own them and have done so for years and don't really understand their their body language and what makes them tick so I feel horses are, you know, in a funny way. I, I feel there is a relation there with the, the sort of depth that I, I feel my music and where where I go to in my soul to write the music, hmm. um, and sentiments I'm getting out, and the the very deep feelings I have inside me. And I feel that um, when I work with horses, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's about taking a, a misunderstood animal and finding the elements inside them that they just want to tell you they will have a story to tell you so mm. i think there's actually more of more of a connection than you'd think you know and you mm -hmm. work with misunderstood horses. Mm -hmm. do you find that that work inspires anything musically for you um i mean uh, there's a bit uh, there's the old cowboy connection isn't there yeah. and, like funny enough um I'm working with a, a friend of mine, a fellow musician called Casper Berry Rapkin. We're working on a, a new single for next year, and that is going to be very much cowboy themed. And we found a super cool uh, a place. It's in England, and it's where they film a lot of uh, cowboy movies, believe it or not. It's a fully mm. functional uh, Western town. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to film it there. And I have to say, you know, I've always... I mean, like, you know, in England, you don't really get a lot of uh, people wandering around in equestrian scenes in a in a cowboy style. And that's, and that's yeah. how I've always done it. I've got my hat and my boots. Yeah. And I've always worked with horses, you know, almost a, a more Western approach, really. So, yeah, I, I guess there's always going to be a, a crossover there, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially with the horses uh, as as part of the backdrop. Um, yeah, that, that whole... Uh, f alternative country folk rock Americana lends itself to that that it does, old yeah. west motif, and uh, so yeah, that's I exciting. Think so. That's right. That's right. Uh, I mean, I, I also have um, an interest in herpetology and uh, reptiles, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess there's a lot of reptile themes in my in my music. Swamp themes, so. Yeah. Um, so perhaps uh, maybe that's another hobby that leaks through, you know, back and forth. Where did the interest in horror films come from? Um, I, I think, again, like, uh, funny enough, the same friend who introduced me to the blues introduced me to a lot of cool horror films. And I think it was, a, a for me, it was probably an element of forbidden fruit. I wasn't one of those little kids that could just, uh, you know, stick on uh, Friday the 13th. My mum said no. So, <laughs> you know, I, was like, oh, I really want to watch the, this horror film. And I think I was about... 13 when i snuck off and watched the exorcist mm. and um i just thought I, I for me what i love about them is they are some of them are they're not all great but when you get really good one it's terrifying but you're safe to feel scared you know mm. nothing's gonna hurt you nothing's gonna get you but you can sit there and like really shiver and oh i'm so glad that's not me you know <laughs> and um yeah I, I like that about them it's a bit like i guess it's like a roller coaster but safer yeah. isn't it so yeah. it's a way to enjoy fear safely 
Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at that. I've never thought of it that way. I don't like to be scared, so I, I, I those are not the types of movies I migrate to. But then I oh, like I, hate you. I like adventure films, and there's lots of uh, if if a film is done right, you know, you can be scared in adventure films just as easily as you can indeed. You can. I have so. to say, like, uh, I I love um, shark films because that's one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. Like, as I love sharks, I love uh, nature in general. But yeah, the the idea of getting in a situation where I was anywhere near a shark, or I think I'm a, I've got a, a good uh, healthy pinch of thalassophobia, a, a fear of the ocean or water. Right. Um, so yeah, um, that is definitely a theme that absolutely terrifies me. But I guess it sort of crosses over a little bit more into adventure films as well, like you say. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I like adventure films too. Actually, I like those elements of. Yeah. of yeah. Um, yeah, like safe danger. It's the same deal, isn't it? We're just coming at it at different angles, aren't we? Sure. Yeah. No, I I really like what you said about you know it's a it's a safe way to be scared. I hadn't had never considered that as a as a way to let yourself um, be a little more free and less intense. You know, sometimes you can yeah get really worked up by a, a film like that and maybe not even enjoy it for what it is because you're you're you've been too scared by what's in front of you so yeah like there's that. been yeah you can't watch a horror film alone can you and there's been a few that have really scared oh, me sure. like this yeah, such right. a horrible concept and i need a glass of water how am i going to go downstairs now you know so <laughs> right especially living in the forest yeah yeah i mean we, we get a lot of spooky animal noises out here but mm-hmm. i know what they all are so that, that's okay <laughs> that's i think good. uh yeah yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all good out here. I feel I think I feel worse like in the big city around lots of people. I think that's much scarier. Well, that's true. I there's an element to that as well. <laughs> um yeah. nature you you typically are um with the except with a few exceptions um there aren't there aren't many predators um in nature that you can't not- work your way around, but not so much in the big cities. I was going to say as well, where where I live, I mean, I'm in England. I don't think there's anything to worry about too, ma- too much here, you know. Um, we haven't got mountain lions, no bears. I think some parts of England have got some wild boars now, so they could mow you down. Right. But, um, yeah, generally, I'm, I'm not too concerned, you know. Yeah. So the new album is Death Roll Blues, uh, expected That's out right. um, end of March. Um, That's it. And you're, you're writing looking forward perhaps for something beyond that well i mean one step at a time but the the next plan um and i have been trying to think ahead a little bit is um, as i mentioned before my my pal um casper berry rapkin he's a, a great bluesman an amazing guitarist we've been working on a single for next year mm-hmm. and we thought it would be a lot of fun to do this um this western themed uh music video mm-hmm. and we have a few friends in the industry who can uh help us out with um costume and um even like obviously the my horse connection comes in handy there we may have some uh, horses in the video so that is the next plan and then i think after the the album was a lot of work it was it was um very intense for me so i think probably what i'm going to do for a while now is do singles um mm-hmm. maybe um Maybe a, a little collection, uh, maybe some... I, I have been thinking as well about doing a instrumental 
um, album, just a short one, you know, a few tracks, because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it is a lot of fun to play slide, and I, I love to get lost in the music that way mm-hmm. and not have to worry too much about um, structure and um, and lyrics. So yeah, something like that could be a lot of fun, I reckon. And and as you said earlier, probably no no plans at present to do any sort of tours or or, or playing out with the new music. No tours yet, but uh, Casper is on my case, so <laughs> he he plays a lot of gigs, and um, yeah. one of these days I'm definitely going to be uh, dragged on stage. I, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So good. Yeah, never Good. say never. I'm, right. I, I, I've got to do it one of these days. I'm just I'm not planning any big tours now. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to work on more material. I feel I I could do with some more material to to have a good basis with which to get out there. So that's my my yeah. main concern now so keep living the hermit life for a while and <laughs> until i can't <laughs> yeah. until i've run out of it. great so if folks want to listen to the new album or or get in line to to be notified when the new album's out listen to some of your earlier singles what's the best way to uh get in touch with you how do you like to communicate the the best way to do it is probably via my website it's all laid out on there so you can find uh, all my streaming sites and links to absolutely everything and all my social media and that is uh, thecurseofkkhammond.com. Um, and I mean, I, I'm very, I, I love to speak to fans. So the best place to catch me is usually Instagram. That's my mm, favorite yeah. social site. And I try and answer everyone and always love to speak to, to people who enjoy my music. It's always a pleasure. So that's a, a good place to catch me. Yeah, great. Well, I certainly enjoy what you're doing. It's very catchy and entertaining i love the story Thank i, I love all of your the inspiration behind it so i certainly wish you well with it and, and we've enjoyed having you on today oh thank you greg i really appreciate it it was a lot of uh, i really enjoyed speaking to you it was great thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money... Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, 
Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.